Welcome to the Chapman CG Podcast, inspiring and informative conversations with top HR leaders from around the world. Every HR leader can attest to the fact that finding great talent is difficult, but keeping them engaged is an equal challenge. Most companies invest in elaborate onboarding programs to integrate new employees into the organization's culture, and then they offer ongoing training programs to help keep their skills updated and relevant. But what about leadership programs? Do they really produce the kind of future leaders that organizations need? I'm here with Avin Schloin, Senior Vice President of Human Resources and Head of People and Culture Development at Hilti Corporation, to discuss the key elements of the successful management development program. Hi, Avin. Great to, great to have you on the, on the program. Good to be with you today, Oscar. Well, first of all, tell us a little bit about yourself and your role at, at Hilti. Yeah, I have uh, spent my whole professional career with Hilti, so I joined the company uh, when I graduated. I had my uh, first eight to ten years more in the finance area, working at different roles at, at headquarters and uh, in regions and local units before I transitioned into HR, uh, first over a combined HR finance role, um, then working with different uh, different regions of Hilti and, and now moving into a global role, which we call uh, Head of People and Culture Development, which means I, I get to deal with the HR topics, which is sort of six months down the road and not the most urgent uh, pressing operational issues. And before we jump into the topic of today's um, chat, you know, the funny thing about Hilti is that it's one of the, the small handful of companies that have its global headquarters in the Principality of, of Liechtenstein. How, how, how does that um, color the, the way that Hilti runs itself globally. Uh, yeah, the thing, the thing about it is actually the company was founded in Liechtenstein, so uh, so we've been there from the very beginning. And um, when you talk about the company, is uh, is uh, we have 22,000 people in the company. The whole of Liechtenstein has uh, 35, 36,000 people. <laughs> so it's uh, it's it's a tiny, uh, more like a suburb in in a, in a normal city. Uh, but I think what that leads into that, uh, you know, from the very start, when you're based in Liechtenstein, your home market is is quite small. Um, so the topic of uh, having to grow and expand globally has been in the in the center of the company from from day one. And I think that combination next to be a privately owned, family owned company. Uh, I was giving uh, as a part of uh, the DNA of who we are and, and how the culture um, in the company has evolved over time. Well, let's um, talk about the theme of today's discussion. So, I mean, in your opinion, what are the key components of a successful management development program? Uh, I think there's a few components. Uh, the one I would start with is clearly to you need to involve senior leaders. Uh, if uh, if you run uh, management development programs without involving your senior leaders, then I think there is no no way you can be successful. When you then get more into the different components of the comp- uh, of a, a program, I think that always going to include the aspect about increasing your self-awareness. Uh, it's about learn, learning and better understanding who you are and what your role is as a leader and how you look at leadership. So anything that has to do to discovering yourself uh, with reflections, etc., is a key component. Another component, I think, is that uh, management is about delivering results through others more effectively. So things around that element of uh, how do I lead, uh, how do I lead team leader, how do I lead the organization, depending on which type of level you of the organization you, you happen to be. Uh, how you influence key stakeholders is, is going to always be key, key components. And then by the end of the day, it, it is about leaving a, a better legacy behind you so that uh, aspect of tying it back to real business work is also a, a key component. I think those will, for me, be the yeah. most important ones. Yeah, I, th- I think your, your first point about the personalization aspect is, is very interesting because we, you know, we're seeing a, a trend these days to, 
to now view people more in a holistic way so that they don't think of people just as employees but but these are people who have issues at home with their family with with um, with all kinds of things that can affect them when they're at work so it's interesting to hear you talk about that too yeah and i think it's always uh, an aspect of getting people space for reflections uh, and part of that uh, um, um, is also to reflect for yourself and then share some of that you know how much you're willing to share always depends on the trust in the team you you at but i think mm. we, we always try to give people opportunity and space to to do some of the reflection which uh which goes a little bit deeper to understanding yourself and what's important for you. And, uh, and I think that's a key starting point. So with that in mind, I think you, you made three good points there. Is that, is that the way that you actually measure the impact of, of your programs, or do you have a, a separate way to, to measure how successful they are in your organization? And I think I, there's a different way you can look at that. I think on the, by, by end of the, the real measurement, I think, is, is what's the bench strength you have in your succession planning, and can you fill really your leadership position from within uh, to the extent you wanted to do? I think that, that's by end of the day why, what it's all about in HR and, and why you would you know, use management development programs as, as an element to achieve it. Now, of course, there's many other aspects that falls into and influence uh, how successful you are on, on filling your positions. But specific to the programs, I think it's a little bit, I would say, depend on what level of, of leaders are you talking about. If you get back to the more emerging leaders, uh, you know, people with uh, potential upwards, I think one of the things we're looking at is how these people making progress compared to other people in the organization who's not going through the programs. That should give an indication of... Uh, of the relevance on the program. When you get into more senior leaders, um, it's clearly also then depending on is now the audience then all leaders that go through these type of programs or is it more geared towards a specific population, your more high potentials. Um, and here, of course, how that feeds into succession planning we'll be looking to, but also then into what type of business impact is coming out of, of, the, uh, of these programs as well. Do we see any impact on the business coming out of it? Always turn out to be more that that development for the sake of development. Yeah. And I, I guess being honest, when when you look at your experience of of, of these programs in Hilti, uh, you know how how many of them have been successful. When you, when you look at the the business impact, how many of them, in retrospect, you think, oh, you know what, maybe that was a, a failure, and it, and it turned out to be more sort of just for the sake of it. I think we I think we're starting learning it over time. You know that uh, when you run this program, and, and normally as part of this program, we will. You know, we give participant a uh, business project to uh, to work on, and um, and if you and there's always this discussion about what's not the main purpose is for their own development, or is it really that to give the project where they also deliver tangible business results to it, and how much you can expect to it. I think our learning over time has been that give them give them projects which are relevant, you know, has a strategic importance for the business but also give them something they can really provide um, a great input on. So there is times you have things the company's been struggling for over many, many years and something even decades, which we really haven't figured out ourselves. And then if we then give them that as a topic for a project, um, you're not really setting that up for to being a success. But we have you no know, more lately giving in, you know, in the younger emerging talents projects around like social media and stuff where they are much closer to the reality of what's going on in the world than probably the more senior leaders in the company. And clearly in these, these aspects, we had a huge impact on the, on the business because that's been eye-opening for, for senior leaders. And also they have had the guts to come actually and challenge senior leaders that you may need to get moving on this because 
if you don't, the world is moving without you. So, uh, so I think it has a lot to do with uh, how carefully you you pick the elements, and if you get it right, you can have a huge business impact. I think that generational difference of, of uh, leadership is is really what we see coming through as well. Where you know the 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 more senior generation can also learn from the the new people coming through. I guess if you if you switch that to to now, I guess the the geographical differences. And I think one of the things that you said at the beginning was that Hilti has always been internationally minded because you're you're based in, in such a small a small country. I mean, how how do you do you feel that the management development programs translate? across the world and how relevant are they in you know in one location versus another i think we what we have done and and there's been more in our case more on the on the emerging leader level um that we have designed a global approach uh, and then uh, rolled it out um on more on a regional level uh, and part of that is also to you want to ownership of the of the local management regional management to it plus obviously there is also an aspect of how much resources you put into that and what is meaningful also from uh, from a cost perspective and i think what we've seen is that the the program in general works everywhere uh, now how successful they are have to really to do with what is then really the ownership of of uh, management into this you know do they involve themselves and their time do they give business relevant business project for these people to work on, um, and and do you then also put uh, the needed support structure for these talents to in form of mentoring and coaching, and if you get these key components right, uh, I think there is no uh, there's no regional differences which says this should be working in one part of the world versus the other. Yeah, that's that's our experience too. Actually, I think. People sometimes use, um, you know, use the regional differences as a bit of an excuse or a crutch, but ultimately it comes down to the individuals themselves, you know, no, no matter where they are. Yeah, I think I think it's a lot of that. I think the what what you normally do in these type of things, you you're working on certain principles, and I think principles are more or less the same everywhere. Now, how they play out may be a slightly different in different culture contexts, but but on a principle level, it's always the same. And I guess as a final a final question, if if you were a new CHRO coming through and, and they were faced with, with having this, this global strategy of, of how to develop their, their senior sort of management development programs, what, what advice would you, would you give them? And, and you, you mentioned before about the effectiveness based on costs as well. So um, is, it, is it a question of, of putting more investment in or, or is, it, is it doing it smarter? I think the first, the first and the most decisive one is uh, do you get uh, sponsorship for senior leaders? Yeah. Uh, do they support the program? Uh, and support is, you know, one side, they need to fund it, but but much more important is their personal time commitment to the program. If you're not getting that, and I don't think it's even worth to do it in the first place, because then it turns out to be an HR initiative or a learning initiative, um, and it's not going to have a real impact on the business. Um, then when you get into the cost side, I think there we should be, um, be creative, and I think create... Uh, and make it as realistic to how it is solving business problems in general in the company. Yeah? And if you're in a company where uh, where there is quite a lot of restriction to travel, etc., then I think it's wrong to run a talent development program or a management development program where you allow people to travel, which is with a frequency you're never going to happen again because then you not make it comparable to, to what our reality looks like. And, and I think in today's world, there is many ways you can communicate with each other uh, using technology, etc., where where that um, that uh, 
huge cost aspect comes less, much less of a topic than uh, than it is. But it means you know try to be creative and not do it the, the classical way. And and if there was a third thing, I think I would think through is to also um, let the talents take ownership of the program. Because there's one thing you can always design it, you can always organize for it, which means that the company sort of take the full ownership of the program. I think we should also start turning that a little bit around and give elements of the program to the full ownership of the participants, which obviously increase their ownership and their willingness to do something with the program. And so I think many times these talents would surprise us what they're capable of coming up with. And that's also a way to to make the program very challenging and interesting for the, the owners of the program being involved because you haven't predefined everything before you get started. That's a great way to end today's discussion. I think we can maybe do a follow-up discussion with you later about, about owning your own career path and how that's being successful at Hilti. Thanks very much for your time. That was Avin Schloin, Senior Vice President of Human Resources and Head of People and Culture Development at Hilti. For more excellent conversations from Chapman CG, subscribe to our podcast series or check us out at chapmancg.com.